Amen. I almost want to end the service there. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Thank you for that, Katie, Richard, Kayla. It's because he lives, we can, we can live. Amen. Amen. Let's have the kids dismissed downstairs to junior church. Mr. and Mrs. Hample, doing a great job with the kids. And of course, Ms. Holsworth. We are going to be in Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. And when you find it, if you would, stay with me as we honor God's word. It's like the, uh, the story about the little boy, he, he couldn't be controlled, he was real disobedient, rebellious, and uh, finally, the teacher, he kept telling him to sit down. He wouldn't do it. Kept telling him to sit down, wouldn't do it. Finally, he listened. He sat down. And the little boy replied, I may be sitting down, but inside I'm standing up. Amen. But hopefully we're standing up in our heart for the word of the Lord. Amen. And uh, not just doing this by habit to honor God's words. Uh, Exodus 32, 1. Through four, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come uh, out down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said un, unto him, "Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him." And Aaron said unto them, "Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me." And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. These be thy gods, O Israel. Let's pray. Lord, uh, Lord, we come before you this morning. We beseech thee, Lord that, Lord, you'll meet with us this morning and help us all, Lord. We are your people. We are your sheep and your pasture. Lord, we come boldly before the throne. We come with singing. We come with rejoicing. Lord, we know that you are God. We know, Lord, that you have made us, and not we ourselves. Lord, we are your sheep. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will just bless this time as we open your word. May it come into our heart, Lord. May we hide it towards our heart that we might not sin against thee. Lord, thank you for all you've done for us. If you stopped blessing us today, we give thee thanks. But Lord, we know that you'll continue with us till the end. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. These be thy gods, O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. It's amazing what happened 
uh, in this story here with Aaron, uh, when Moses went up to talk with the Lord, now he, he was up there talking with the Lord for the people. Moses and, and God were not up there uh, just having a, some private fellowship. It was all about future plans. What's going to happen? How are we going to get these people to the promised land? Amen. Now, Egypt is a picture of the world in the Word of God. When, uh, when you were lost, unsaved, and you, man, Christ came in your heart, you got saved. You got born again, and God delivered you that to, uh, out of Egypt, out of uh, being lost, out of the world. Amen? And now sometimes we want to go back into the world. That doesn't mean you, you, uh, you lose God. Amen? You can never lose God, uh, but you lose your way about you. You start getting mixed up with the wrong things. You start forgetting why God delivered you in the first place, amen? Uh, but here you have Moses. The Bible says he delayed to come down. He was spending time with the Lord. And immediately, when they, when they couldn't wait any longer, they went to Aaron and said, get up, make us gods. And Aaron said, okay, break off all your earrings. Now, these earrings were part of Egypt and, and the, the sign of symbol of bondage. Uh, that they would have the gold earrings in their ears as a symbol of bondage or, or, or of a servanthood or slavery uh, to Egypt. And they had them in their ears, and they, uh, Aaron said, well, give me all these, and they formed this molten calf. Uh, and the Bible says that Aaron went ahead and got a graving tool and made it into a, a, a nice calf. And, he said, and they said, this be thy gods, O Israel, that brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Let's look in verse 5. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Now remember, Aaron is Moses' brother. Aaron is the anointed priest of Israel. And here you have Aaron proclaiming, uh, making a sacrifice and proclaiming a feast to the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the uh, name of the proper name of God, Jehovah. As in our Bible, when that's all uppercases, that means Jehovah God. And Aaron made a feast through this calf for the Lord. It was a, an abomination. It was not a proper feast for the Lord. Here you have the, a, a story of true idolatry within the people of God. As God delays for a moment, the people turned immediately to their own God. Verse 6, And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. Now, that's not talking about volleyball. All right? That's talking about every, every bad thing that there is. That's what it's talking about, uh, that type of play. And they, they eat, to drink, and rose up to play. And let us remind ourselves that in the last days, uh, the church, the Bible says, is going to go very lukewarm. Uh, the Bible says that in the last days, uh, men will be eating and drinking and married and giving in marriage, and, and uh, they're not going to be aware that the Lord uh, is coming. He's at hand, and God's judgment is going to come upon this earth. Uh, the Bible says that they're just going to go about life not aware of God, not uh, thinking about the Lord, in fact, the Bible says that they don't even want to retain God in their knowledge. So God gives them over to a reprobate mind, to work that which is unseemly. And the Bible says 
that is in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. How everything was just full of perversion and, and the gross uh, play of man. That's how it's going to be in the end days. And we are in that time where man's thoughts are just evil continually. God's judgment on this earth is coming uh, and it is at hand. It is not coming soon and it's nearer than soon. Even the lost uh, talk about uh, the end of the world. Even the lost now, even the world can't uh, fathom or explain what is going on in this world. God is coming. He's moving. The Holy Spirit of God is packing his bags to get out of the world because the judgment of Jesus Christ, as he opens up those seals, is at hand. And the Bible says when the Holy Spirit goes, his bride goes. Amen. Where I go, my wife goes. And where uh, God goes, his wife goes, which is the church. And if you're saved today, you are delivered from the wrath of God to come. It is at hand. Here you have Moses on the mountain with God, and he delayed. When they saw Moses delayed, God was meeting with Moses. Moses was meeting with God for the people. And when they seen him delayed, that's when they said, let's go to our next thing. Let's get this calf going so we can visually see uh, our God. Let's go to Lamentations chapter 3. That's after the book of Jeremiah, after Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Go to Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 22, the Bible says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. God's a compassionate God, Amen. He's compassionate. And you are no uh, trophy. You are no prize to be won. Jesus saved you for a reason. Jesus saved me for a reason because I needed to be saved because I'm a sinner, amen? It's by his compassions. And God has compassion on us. And he wants us to have compassion on others. Don't live in, don't live grumpy, miserable. Forgive people. I knew a man who fought a lawsuit for 20 years and it consumed his life. And in the end, he didn't get anything out of it. He lived for this lawsuit. He could have just let the lawsuit go. should have never even done it. Forgive. Forgive your debtors. It frees you. He owes me $1,000. So, forgive him. I don't want to be a pushover. I don't want to let people walk over me. Jesus, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, 1 Peter says. We commit our way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He'll have your enemies before you, not after you. That's what we want. We need to learn God's compassion. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God will never fail you. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. We need to learn to wait on God. When Moses was in the mountain, uh, the people just needed to wait for God. God was working for them. They needed to wait. 
They need to learn to wait on God. As God's people, we have to learn to wait on the Lord. Don't take matters into your own hands. Learn to wait on God. Learn to pray. Learn to read God's word. Learn to do God's will in your life. Learn to wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God is all-powerful. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Then why don't you let him work on your behalf? God provides. He's a providing God. Do you believe that? Then why do you worry about your needs? God is the great physician. Do you believe that? Then why do you worry so much about your health and the COVID around us everywhere? Engraven in the rugs and in the atmosphere. Don't worry. Trust in God. Trust in the Lord and wait on him. Learn who God is and trust in him. But no, when God tarries, we like to jump to our own measures. We like to build, start taking what we have. They took the golden earrings off themselves, a symbol of bondage. And they formed from their bondage, uh, from their symbols of bondage, a golden calf. And that's what they started to worship. They needed something to see. They needed something to be able to touch. Their faith uh, would not be involved with this God. They wanted a God that they could carry around. They wanted a God that they can be in control of. And that's how we are. We want to tell God how he wants uh, his will to be in our life. We want a God that we can control and we don't have to be told what to do. We get to tell our God what to do. But this same God brought them in bondage immediately. This same God took all their gold this same God, uh, if you read in, immediately in, in uh, verse 6, they rose up early on the morrow, the next day, early. I hear people, oh, church, it's too early, I can't come. But they'll wake up early to go fishing, wake up early to go to a sports game. I can't give God my money, but they'll go to an Eagles game and spend $100 on a hot dog. <laughs> These people couldn't give God anything, but they gave, them all, they gave all their gold for a calf. Isn't that like us? Where we'll make excuses uh, why we can't do for God, but we form our own God and we'll do everything for that. Why? Because... In the idolatrous world, we're the God. We carry around our God. We tell our God where to go. We make our own religious rules. That's the gods of this world. It puts us as gods. But God is compassionate. God is merciful. God is uh, long-suffering. His judgment doesn't come. The Bible says he delighteth not in judgment, but he delights in mercy. That's the true and living God. This golden calf is not even alive. Romans chapter, or I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says in verse 11 of Revelation 12, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. It's talking about 
the devil, uh, they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb. The devil is our ultimate enemy in this life. He hates mankind with a passion. See, I don't believe in the devil. Well, the devil worshipers do. There's plenty of them today. You don't have to go too far. I've firsthand witnessed complete devil possession. You would have thought you were in the, the Exorcist movie. I mean, I was in the very room with that. I've seen people floating, levitating. Uh, I've seen people do some demonic. And what's it all for? What are you going to do with that? You've just been deceived. Uh, that Satan can give you some earthly powers. He can give you wealth, fame, and fortune in this world because he has it to give. But in the end, he's robbed you of everything you have. That's the God of this world. And he would have you serve the gods of this world. But the Bible says that they overcame him in Revelation 12, 11, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the blood and by the word, amen, they overcame the devil. And they loved not their lives unto the death. They loved not their lives. We want a God, as God's people, we want a God that we can control oftentimes. And we are willing to be brought in bondage to that as long as we get to call the shots. You see, deep down in our souls, every person cries out for God. So why even have a God? Why do they even make a golden calf? Because everybody needs God. Everybody needs God. There's no, I don't believe in the word atheist. There's no such thing. You would have to force yourself uh, to believe that there is no God every day. Because his mercies fail not. His compassions are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. When you got somebody knocking at your heart that loves you more than anything, there's only so, so uh, long you can ignore him. So what do most people do? They, they get at this false God to replace the true and living God, and they'll live for him as long as they can call the shots, as long as you could be the God of your own life you'll be willing to be brought in bondage to him. The calf has no blood. He's not alive. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That The false gods of this world will do nothing for you. What you uh, build in your life that's not of God never will do anything for you. Always bring it to emptiness. Always bring you to loneliness. Always rob you of everything you have. But the true and living God has done everything for you. That's why people, science used to be the study of God's creation. Now it's the theory in a world of no God. It has nothing to do with nature and everything. Just try to take God out of all pictures, and let's see how that works. It's chaos. It's not true. Without God, nothing exists. 
Without God, there's no life. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And their foolish heart was darkened. You can tell when somebody is having God trouble. There's a darkness to them. There's a darkness in their eyes. There's a darkness in their soul. It's coming out. There's a disturbance in their spirit. You can tell when somebody's saved and walking with the Lord. There's a joy in them. There's a joy in their step. There's a light beaming out of your countenance because you have no weight on your conscience. You have no weight on your soul. It's been saved. It's been clean, made clear, justified. Your sins are gone. That's the beauty of salvation. A God with no blood can't save your soul. There is only one God who shed his blood, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And he gave his blood for us. And they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb. The calf has no blood. The world would rather believe in science, falsely so-called, than God. Why? Because they get to be in control of what they can dig up and conjure. Well, how did the world come into existence? It just exploded and boof, it was there. Oh, really? Well, how did we get here? Well, we just came and sprouted from the monkeys and the monkeys from the fish and the fish from the rocks. Really? Well, how did the rocks get there? Well, over 200 million, million, billion, million, million, million years, they just came out. Really? Are you sure you didn't miss a million billion? Just making stuff up as you go along. Not too long ago, they found a uh, spark plug in a rock. It doesn't take million, billion, million, 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 billion, million, thousand, million years to create a rock. Stuff happens under pressure. Spark plug, they just found a bell engraved uh, inside of coal in the mountains, embedded in there. Why? They just don't want to acknowledge the word of God, that there was a worldwide flood. And the whole world was transformed at that time. And they are discovering nonstop flood civilizations that were before the flood, embedded in coal. You cannot disprove the Bible, even if you tried, and they have been trying. You can't disprove God. You can't take God out of God's handiwork. You can't take God out of God's creation. And you can't take God out of mankind. God out of society, you don't want that to happen. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. If you grew up in a bad home, it's because God wasn't there. If you are having problems in your life today, it's because God is not there. And you have to decide to get God in your life. You need him, and that is it. Don't conjure up an uh, impersonator of God. Don't conjure up a fake God in your life to replace him 
because you don't want to wait for God. You don't want to be on God's time. You want to make the decisions on your own. You don't want God to tell you what to do. That will bring you into further bondage. You know these false idols uh, would require human sacrifice. Go back to the ancient civilizations, and, and even in the Bible, they would give their kids to be burned, the Bible says, to all these false gods. Wow. Why would they do that? Because that's man's gods. But our God gave his own life for us that we may have life. Amen. There's no blood in these gods, so it requires blood. But our God gave his own blood for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says in verse 6 that they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. What people wouldn't do for their gods. The Bible says that uh, mankind would weary himself to sin. You'll weary yourself. When your flesh has a drive, you will go nonstop till you fulfill that desire. Isn't that true? You'll sneak around up to stealing. Use funds you never thought you would. Whatever it takes to fulfill your lust, you're going to do it, right? That's what the gods require. They rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings. I like when people say, Pastor, listen, I, I worship, I know the Lord, but I don't have time for church. And be honest with you, the Lord, he, the Word of God, all the do's and don'ts and everything, it's just not me. I say, really? That same person? Hey, do you want an apple? Oh, no, no. I, I only eat organic apples. Wow. Hey, do you want some steak? Oh, no, I don't eat any red meat at all. Why? Oh, I just don't. Really? you got a lot of do's and don'ts to yourself. Where, where did they come from? Oh, well, I just try to eat healthy, live right. And, okay. and you start seeing what God they worship. I'm not saying don't eat healthy and do all that, but that, they're putting that in the forefront of their life as their God. These be thy gods, O Israel, that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. They're not my gods. They didn't save my soul. They didn't make me whole. There's only one, and his name is Jesus. There's only one that can save your soul, and his name is Jesus. There's only one that can make you whole, and his name is Jesus. There's only one that's ever been good to me, and his name is Jesus. There's only one that's had compassion on this man up here, and his name is Jesus. There's only one that has, when I was casted aside, when I was fallen in sin and in the pit of my despair, he came and got me out when nobody else did, and his name is Jesus. There's no false god, golden calf, no matter how fancy and expensive it is, put on some staves and put on a, a pedestal that could ever come down and pick up a sinner like you and me. 
but only one who was on the throne of glory that came down, lowered and humbled himself, the Bible says, and became obedient even unto death, the death of the cross for you and me. And his name is Jesus. That's our God. Aaron said, these be thy gods. Or they said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. These be not thy gods. There's only one that brought you up out of Egypt, and that's God Almighty. That's only one, and that's God. Do you know your God? Do you know who you're serving? Do you know who you're giving your life to today? Have you formulated gods in your life? These are God's people we're talking about here. Who controls your life? You say, well, I'm an independent person. Oh, you have some gods in your life then. Nobody tells me what to do. Somebody does. Don't go to work tomorrow. Oh, I have to. Okay. Yeah, you have to, right? Somebody's telling you what to do. Why don't you let God be in control of your life? If he's in the mountain tarrying, know that it's for your good. And wait on him. Wait on the Lord, and he shall strengthen thee. Wait on the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Wait, I say, on the Lord. These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. That's not my God. That's not my God. Do you have a problem from holding back from God, but you're willing to give the gods of this world everything? Your time, you don't have time to read God's word, but you got time to watch a two-hour, three-hour movie or spend four hours on the internet or spend five hours on a video game or spend six hours on Facebook or spend seven hours, but you can't come to church, you can't read your Bible, you can't pray. These be thy gods, O Israel. These be thy gods, but this is not the God that brought you out of Egypt. There's only one God who can bring you out and those gods are trying to get you back in. Serve, keep focused on the true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't look back. Keep on serving. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for being the true and living God. There's only one God who shed his blood. That calf had no blood, no blood to shed for me. Lord, my sins, though many, would have remained. But Lord, right now my sins are gone, not because I'm anything special, not because I'm a trophy, a prize, not because I'm perfect, Lord, but the power of the blood of Christ washes away every sin. Though many are few, small or great, the blood of Jesus makes me white as snow. Lord, I pray that we would all look to you as the true and living God that brought us up out of Egypt. May we never formulate any other gods in our life. May we all look to you in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. I want to invite you an invitation. If you've never been washed by the blood of Christ, if you're not saved, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you were to die today, you would go to hell. Why? Because you're not saved. If you're not sure you're saved, would you raise your hand? I won't embarrass you. Just slip your hand up. 
Anyone like that? You're not sure you're saved. You never got saved. You know you have sins on your conscience. You know that you've never been redeemed. Put your hand up. I won't embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Anybody like that in this room? You're not sure you're saved. Pastor, I don't know that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. Maybe you're here, Christian. It's very easy to replace God with someone else. But he will not share his glory with another. It's him or nothing. Don't get pulled in. Don't get deceived. Keep God in the forefront. Not church, not man, but him. And let him guide and direct you in all you do. His plans for you are right and good. The reason he's on the mountain is for you. He's planning your life. He's got a purpose for you. He's got grace for you, mercy, and abundance of it. Wait on the Lord. Do you believe he provides? Wait on the Lord. Do you believe he sustains? Wait on the Lord. Do you believe he can take you and out of that pit you're in? Wait on the Lord. He'll get you out. Wait, I say, on the Lord. These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. That's not my God. That's not my God. That's not my God that saved me. The God I'm living for today is the one who saved me. Who's the God you're living for? Is he the same one that saved you? Is he the same one that spilt his blood for you? Or did you replace him? Did you replace him with a golden calf? Are you still serving the same God? They named them Jehovah. They named that calf Jehovah. You believe that? Did you name your calf, your new calf, Jesus? Turn them back. Turn your heart to Christ. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to Thee. Amen. Amen. Make sure you uh, say hello to our visitors. Overwhelm them with love and affection, and uh, you can give them some money if you have it. Um, But uh, love having uh, all of our visitors out, and thank you for coming. I hope it was a blessing to you. And uh, God did a work in your heart as well as everybody else. Thank you for being here. Thank you uh, for this church. Amen. I'm praying for everybody here. And uh, continue to pray for me as well as I pray for you. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week. You started out right. This is the first day of the week. And you started out for the Lord. So keep on going for him and watch him bless you. I want to put a challenge out there. Challenge God this week. You can challenge God, the Bible says. You can prove him. That means challenge him to do something great in your life. Prove God. Say, God, you are the miracle worker. I'm putting this before you. Write it down. Spend time with him. Go to the mountain. Instead of waiting for Moses to come down, go up with him. Amen? Joshua was up there. He was halfway up. Uh, But they were up. Spend some time with God. Challenge God. God, if you will do this for me, 
I'll do this for you. Seek God, prove him, and watch him answer your prayer in an amazing way. Lord, thank you, Father, for uh, just answering prayer. Thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us all, Lord, to meet with you this week. Bless your people. Uh, Bless, Lord, um, our hearts. Keep our hearts and minds focused on Christ. Lord, if there's any idolatrous way about us. We are naturally idolatrous, Lord. If there is, just show it to us, Lord, and help us to fix that. Lord, it's a sin of the heart. Lord, I pray that you would be with us throughout this week. Bless our families. Bless the men. Bless the women. Bless our children. Lord, keep us all safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.